Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of Project Tahiti, a magical place. I'm one of your hosts, Jess, and I'm joined by your other host, Jared. Hello. Oh, man. This is where we find out some things about Hydra and about Rosalind and about Gideon Malik. <laughs> and there's lots of Lincoln, which is just great. Yeah, and then we get ton- tons of Lincoln, which is so, so we were annoyed and we got to be sad because there's a bunch of like really sad stuff with uh, uh, Fitz and Gemma coming up. It's a good episode, yeah. but uh, yeah, that I do feel like that has to be the whole purpose of, of Lincoln, especially knowing how good they are as, as creators and storytellers. Like he's there to give, to, to cause instant frustration and get that <laughs> reaction that will be primed for like emotional response. It's yeah. Just like, what the hell? God well, I think this episode in particular, he <laughs> frustrating and it's it's hilarious and then it turns into a really sweet moment with him and may so um before we get started we are a part of the but why though podcast community so be sure to check them out on twitter at but why though pc and their website at but why though podcast.com uh, we're super proud to be part of their community and they're churning out some good stuff lately so yeah they've, they've got a lot of great coverage of uh different announcements and things coming out Mm-hmm. Just reviews of movies, TVs, books, comics, all sorts of awesome, awesome stuff coming out all the time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, all right. This is season three, episode eight. Many heads, one tail, T-A-L-E instead of tail. Ha ha. Get it. <laughs> Actually, it is kind of a clever title for this episode. It's, you know, <laughs> it, it's better than a lot of theirs. And it's funny that you mentioned it because. There is a moment in this episode that made me think of the worst episode title. <laughs> oh, no. You'll have to say when it comes up. We're talking about it in the synopsis. I don't I'm trying to think. I don't remember. I'm trying to think of what could have reminded you of that. Anyway, um, this is written by Jed Whedon and DJ Doyle, directed by Gary A. Brown, originally aired November 17th, 2015. Um, so the episode starts off with Ward and Gideon Malik having a sushi dinner and there's like an octopus like in the middle of the table and Malik has this like little thing about the symbol of Hydra. But, um, he's talking to Ward about how he knows that he was digging for something and he was look- basically looking for the Von Strucker vault, which is the first we've heard of this. Um, and Malik's like, you know... You're thinking too small. I have many plans. There's been long-standing history with Hydra that we don't have time to talk about. So I'm going to be on my way. And he sends in a bunch of men to kill Ward. But Ward, of course, being the super spy that he is, easily takes them all out. And then he offers them jobs. And they're like, we're not working for you. And so he's like, fine. So he decides he's going to torture them instead, which, of course, he is. <laughs> um, So we go to the ATCU and we're kind of you know picking up right where we left off and andrew is being put in stasis and um colson and rosalind are are chatting and mac kind of sees the affection going on between them and they're like oh you want to talk about it and mac is like hey has anyone talked to her and he looks at may because may is oh my god in the face that she's making as she's watching andrew being taken away into the atcu facility is so heartbreaking like she just looks like like horrified and sad and heartbroken and like am I making the right decision like am I doing the right thing is there any other choice I have like oh it's just so many things going across her face and yeah can 
Coulson and Rosalind like get out of each other's pants long enough to like think about May for a second. Come on, Max has a point. <laughs> um, and meanwhile, Fitz is looking through the symbol um, that he thinks are linked, and he finds a ram's head symbol, um, and uh, which is linked to a lot of other things. And so him and Jim are going to be looking through all this stuff, trying to figure out where the symbol came from. Uh, and May walks through and Lincoln and Daisy are talking. Yeah, May has been giving me the hate stare ever since I got here because of what happened with Andrew. And then him and Daisy are flirting and she's like, you know, like you, you have your own space, but you don't have to keep your own space. Like she's like inviting him to come stay with her, which I mean, you go, girl, get it. But ugh. Could it be anyone else? Like, <laughs> yeah, it, right now it's not good. But like, it's not the right time. <laughs> He's like turning her down too, which I was like, really? Like, you're turning her down? Okay. And she, like, she brings up that like they kissed and stuff, and he's like, yeah, well, that can never happen again. And she's like, well, we'll just, you know, take it one day at a time. And well, I don't get what. I'm- this like is, how like science how fiction she, first yeah. off like like, yeah. like like why is he why is he being this guy but what, what, what like this like fake nice guy like what reason does he have to be like, oh no we can't be together because what she's awesome and you suck <laughs> like, yeah like, like, she clearly wants to uh bone him like yeah. just like regardless of any feelings like who cares like come on <laughs> this makes this makes no sense <laughs> well, like, like better than him he should be like yes please thank you and when did that switch flip so suddenly where she's like super into him and is just like hey let's go well, and what doesn't make sense is him being like we only because once we can't like because the last time <laughs> we <rules>. did <laughs> the last time we heard them talking it was like the no you hang up bullshit yeah, uh, like it was both. It was two ways, which at least then, like I get fine, fine. She likes him, so if they if it's reciprocated, then they have like that honeymoon phase, first being in love. Like I can sort of get her being this way, but not if he's like this. Like what the hell? Yeah, why is he like? Is he? Is it like too fast? Now they're like living in the same building, and it's too much. Like is he? Oh no! <laughs> now I wish th- I, I I know they're doing it as some like sort of like you know bullshit but i yeah. wish it was just like the actual the the only way this would be real is if he was just a complete fucking prick asshole who was one of those guys who's like well yeah. no, i only i was only interested in you and i thought you weren't gonna be interested in me like you're interested yeah. in me back no that's yeah. not my time no i'm not i want you. someone <laughs> toxic for me who is not interested like, yeah that would have been a compelling are, story yes there are <laughs> people like there, there are people like that you know yeah like, like, i'd be I, I, I can see Luke Mitchell being like that. <laughs> I don't know. But maybe he's a super nice guy, but I could see him pulling it off better than this, oh like, weirdly self flagellating. Like, and it's just bullshit, too. Like, bullshit martyr. Like, 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 May has had a reason for all the shit she's cut off, either because she's, like, been hurt or she's hardening herself, protecting herself. Like, everything that's made her cut herself off from happiness has made sense as a character as yeah. we've gotten to know her more it's been more and more justified and just even from the beginning you got the feeling oh there's backstory there's a reason lincoln is inexplicably like 
no, we can't. We can't be together. <laughs> like, like what? I call bullshit. <laughs> be afraid that he's gonna kill her, like he killed his one friend. Like God, like she can't handle him. In a moment of electricity, passion. <laughs> I've never killed anyone. Oh no, I just killed you. <gasps> oh, weird coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. oh shit. The worst part is he was right. I know. Oh, he knew who you were all along, Lincoln. Joke's on you. Um, so the, so the, the lesson there is don't go to AA because they'll just introduce you to assholes who make you kill them. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a good lesson. Oh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, Colson goes into his and Mac is there and uh, Mac wants to discuss Rosalind and he's he has good instincts because he's like, okay, what's going on here? Like, are you sleeping together? And Colson's like, none of your business and mac is angry he's like fuck yeah it's my business because uh <laughs> because of abc and he makes a great argument like how you know they're working together first of all and he's like and is this going to compromise like are your feelings going to compromise like your actions in this case and yeah like, like i feel like if Rosalind was you know the <laughs> like if Rosalind was it was a school teacher or a doctor or, or a cellist know, an engineer or <laughs> Jealist that that he would have been totally justified, being like, "That's none of your business." Yeah, it's like she's the head of a fucking rival fucking spy organization yeah. that they're deeply entrenched in, like this weird, super political, like important shit with superhumans and like yeah. a war over superhumans. Yeah, it's absolutely it's it's the government's business. It's yeah, like, it's the public's business. What's going on? Like, like yeah, no, Mac, he nails it. For I sure. love Max's reaction. He's like, "Uh, excuse." me it is my business like i okay it's moments like this oh, let's uh talk about it in the spoiler section put a pin in that moments like this that make me love mac even more for many <laughs> yeah, reasons no, but anyway um 100 <laughs> percent um and okay so colson totally flips this on mac in just a moment which is so fucking weird so colson's like come on we're gonna like debrief the team and so he decides that since rosalind is coming to their base that they're going to infiltrate the atcu and find out what they're up to so and so they have an extraction team which is may and she's like i want lincoln on my team and lincoln's like oh shit <laughs> which is really fucking hilarious. but i do like that colson is basically like like it reminds me a little bit of Coulson in the in like we've talked about it a couple of times since I think it even happened. But the conversation where Coulson is uh, talking about being detached, you know, yeah. it's so ironic. Like, it's <laughs> sort of like that, but but this feels this like is even weirder. <laughs> well, I feel, I, I think like you're supposed to believe he already had this intention and this plan, but well, just the and way it reads it feels oh, like it's a, like it's a really really big swing like in response to matt calling him out yeah, he's like, like, well, it feels i'll like, show you like, oh yeah well if, if i shouldn't be sleeping with her then why am i gonna have you all spy on her like, yeah. oh that's well, not what i said <laughs> like, 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 Mac was not suggesting that <laughs> i know and it's funny because like daisy asked she's like why now and he's like because i finally got the head of the ACU to trust me and i want it to be mutual and then mac is like does or he asks colson like does that you know you know address any of your issues and and mac is like i have a whole lot of other concerns now because like <laughs> what you're like, doing are you gonna sleep what, with me what, what are you doing <laughs> what you're doing is 
way fucked up. <laughs> like oh, on it's all so many... much more fucked up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like compromising yourself emotionally is iffy. <laughs> like 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 being a honeypot. Like, yeah, yeah, no. Like your mom. <laughs> you, sorry. He's Matahari now. Like, yeah. like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, God. Uh, and Mac's face is just like, dude, what am I doing here? <laughs> like, no, what, who is my Greg, boss? <laughs> Clark Gregg being a literal like, style, like, sex spy is kind of amazing. <laughs> I know. Like, like, no, no, no. I slept with her intentionally. But <laughs> like, do, like, do we really believe him? Because I don't think I believe him. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's just bullshitting to make it seem plan all along <laughs> no, I, I i i do like like that i could totally believe that he already had this intention or he is off the cuff like <laughs> this is all overcompensating defensive like knee-jerk response to being called out like i, I would believe that too which oh. also just makes everything that comes after it like that much more amazing <laughs> thinking, thinking that that's what happened oh but this scene between the two that we just like i was dying laughing because max reaction is all of us we're just like wow okay <laughs> all right dude <laughs> If they weren't spies, like it would be super, it'd be way more. <laughs> like it's already yeah. fucked up, but like with the you know, James Bond sort of trope, like I don't know, like it's a little bit easier to swallow. And they're both spies, like they yeah. both are like playing each other on some level, but <laughs> yeah, this is, this is like- the creepiest I feel like we ever we ever really get Colson, like, like, yeah. like the most he is an actual creep, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think some of it gets explained later in the episode, though. Well, at least there's like a acknowledgement of all of this, which we'll get to in a minute. But anyway, so we go back to Hydra and Ward is talking through torturing these like Hydra dudes that came after him on Malik's orders. And he's like talking about how just talking about his torture methods and he's just so fucking crazy and gross and one of the guys is like dude we don't know anything we only know that he flies to germany or whatever and we're just like thank you i knew where all of von strucker's vaults were but i just didn't know which one was the most important one and then he shoots him in the head <laughs> the guy who gave up at the location and then he's like oh i'm so proud of you to the guy he was going to torture you didn't talk once God, I hate Ward. Like he's he does he doesn't have any of that like complex villain that he did in like season one and two. Now he's just out of his mind and disgusting. And he's I kind of miss the complex villain a little bit because at least he was fascinating. Now he's just gross and annoying, and I don't want. Um, we go back to the playground and Rosalind walks on base and he's like, "Oh, I got to scan your phone." Or Colson's like, "I got to scan your phone," and it's just an excuse. To scan her phone to send the data to Scott or to Daisy. God, I'm doing it too. <laughs> Whoops. Um, and the rest of the team is on board. They have this elaborate plan. So a homing beacon gets sent out from the containment module, and um, the ATCU sees that there's something, some signal is being sent out. And so um, Mac calls them as the FBI. And this scene is hilarious because his voice is just like, so like call center dude. And he's like, hello, this is the FBI. And he's like, well, we just sent, we just, you know, there's been a, a coordinated attack on our servers and you were one of them. We're sending a task force down to investigate and blah, blah, blah. And they so, said, so this right before this was the moment I was talking about at the very beginning of this episode, when we started recording uh-huh. where uh, the title 
you said it was it was actually pretty clever for them. Yeah, it reminded me. Uh, uh, the, the scene reminded me of the episode Tracks with the arbitrary uh, bullshit acronym because yes. Daisy has the cheesiest line I think I've ever heard her say. I've ever I've ever heard Chloe say in the entire series, which is I'm going to hack into the into the ACTU's IT. ASAP. Oh my God. And I was like, that's the worst <laughs> sentence anyone's ever written. <laughs> like, someone was like, yeah, they were happy with themselves. And then <laughs> like, I'm sure Chloe Bennett saw that in the script was like, really? This is my line? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like <laughs> oh my Ewan God. McGregor couldn't read a George Lucas line better than she read that. Like, it was she was good as anyone could, could do it. <laughs> She was very convincing. Um, It's funny. So the FBI has sent Bobby and Hunter as the task force. And Hunter looks like a douchebag. (laughs) Like he's wearing like a hoodie and glasses. And he has his hood on. And Bobby is dressed like some type of FBI agent, obviously. And um, he's dressed like the worst person in an episode of Silicon Valley. Yes. He looks (laughs) like just just, like the biggest tech bro. Like, like, you just want to. You just want to smack him. But and also it's very specifically British. What's he have on his shirt? It's something British. Yeah, it's and the whole like God save the Queen thing. Yeah. And there's all this British stuff where he's just like throwing shade at oh American, blah blah blah. You but guys- him on the headset. Oh yeah. And so Daisy's feeding him a script and he's just like flawlessly like delivering does, his performance. It's so really good. good job. It's great. It, I feel like they play it up perfectly because I think in other instances you could have him stumble over the cover the whole time because he's so not nerdy or whatever. Well, but we the, get to that later. Right. No, I feel like they did it. They, they they did that joke, but they did it really deftly. Like he's still a good spy. I feel like yeah. on, on another show they would have played it up, and it would you'd be like, "Why is this guy a fucking spy?" Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Instead, it's. Just, uh. Like well, because he's good at being a douchebag, and it's funny because they totally play into Bobby and Hunter's like, um, you know, relationship, relationship where she's like, "Yeah, too bad he's really good at his job, or I would have shot him by now." Like, right. <laughs> and well, he you know, basically they- is playing Johnny Lee Miller in, yes. <laughs> in uh, Hackers, which is yes. also funny. Yeah, the Hackers connection, which maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the inspiration. Yeah, that's this funny. is again. I, I feel like we've we've been tracking it, like because it happens more and more rare. I think this is the second time in season three. This is two times in whatever uh, eight episodes that she's hacked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which, which yeah. I, I, I like keeping track of it now because I know that by the time we get. <laughs> the present slight spoilers she doesn't really hack anyone (laughs) doesn't need to um i don't think she does it all the whole season six and yeah okay i don't don't mind it doesn't matter it works yep so daisy knows just what to have hunter say to get the it guy upset like realizing that the containment module is source of this signal and so rosalind gets a call from the it guy while she's with colson and um she asks Colson about, you know, the containment module and he's, he confirms that, that it scanned their system. And then that's what it's supposed to do. It scans every system. And so it kind of like plays, like it played right into their hands. Like all it's of It's such a good cover. Like it's, it's a, such a good cover. Yeah. And so she's like, okay, play nice with the FBI and fix it. And then they go about their business. Um, and so we go to Gemma and Fitz, how they're still looking up all these symbols. And she finds a lead and she realized that the ram's head is a symbol of like ritualistic death. And she believes that Will was sacrificed. And she's like not liking where this is going. And Fitz is like trying to help. And she's like, no, just stop. 
stop. And she's like, stop trying to do all the right things. It's too much. And she like runs away. <laughs> she's like overwhelmed by how good of a guy he's being. <laughs> and it's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, um, oh, these two, these poor, poor kids. Um, meanwhile, Coulson is showing Rosalind his collection of like analog things from S.H.I.E.L.D. And he, um, he talks about how he was recruited into shield, which I found was really interesting that he was a history major and he started uncovering how much history it was shaped by shield. And so they, I was, him. I was instantly doing mental gymnastics. <laughs> uh, I, I believe I've mentioned before how I received, I think the first digital no prize uh, yeah. for, for an issue of, uh, f- uh, from the winter soldier introduction story arc of, of captain America. But the, the Marvel used to give no prizes yeah, fans yeah. for figuring out shit that w- shouldn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Explaining a contradiction uh, instantly because he was younger. Yeah. But also should should definitely have been a few years out of college yeah. when we meet him. I was like, OK, cool. He got a master's or a Ph.D. He was, he was still in college, still a student. He never stopped. He just kept studying history and S.H.I.E.L.D. pulled him out at some point. Yeah. At, po- post his undergrad. Yeah. post-grad work and uh so uh, that's my justification for how that makes any sense how he mm-hmm. was a rookie in captain marvel there yep. you go for anyone who is like me and has <laughs> tendencies with this stuff hopefully that can satisfy you or you can come with your own headcanon because otherwise <laughs> yeah it's a little otherwise it destroys the whole universe <laughs> yep yep um i just found it interesting because his dad was a teacher and like remember that whole episode where they went back to wisconsin and all the died and i thought they just fell <laughs> no and that's it's inter- that is really interesting like the idea that maybe he you know was going to be as well you know yeah. that, but like that he was going to follow his dad's footsteps but other stuff came in the came, you know came shield up. happened <laughs> um and he asks Rosalind if she's ever met anyone in shield and she's like nope i don't know anybody you're my first and then um we pan to this the wall and the axe that Mac used to cut off Coulson's hand is hanging on the wall. <laughs> and I was like, like, it's like Batman stuff. Like, you know, <laughs> keep, keep, keeping you know, all that stuff in the Batcave. Basically Coulson's Batcave. I was like, that is super morbid and hilarious that he kept the axe. <laughs> that is super, super morbid and awesome. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Man, now I no, there's nothing I ever wanted to ask uh, my great uncle Cletus, swear to God, uh, wow. it, it, yeah. Uh, well, it gets even better. It gets even more hillbilly. My great uncle Cletus went by Bounce because his name was Cletus, and he was the uh, last child, so they called him Bouncing, the Bouncing Baby Boy. He went mm-hmm. by Bounce, and my grandfather, when they were children, when my grandfather was about seven or so, and Bounce was about five, cut off one of his fingers uh, oh. with an axe by accident when they were chopping firewood. Oh, <laughs> and because they live on a farm and technology. I mean, if if they were in a city, they could have reattached it. Like it wasn't. Yeah. It was a long time ago. But it, modern science is pretty amazing. You know, even in like the 30s and 40s and shit. But yeah. at the same time, uh, they they were in rural Kentucky, so he lost mm-hmm. a finger. And now I really know if they kept that. I could see it. I could totally see it. Like that thing fucking took my finger. Like I'm gonna. Keep my keeping on that goddamn axe. <laughs> keep an eye on it. Oh yeah, that's, I'm not letting that thing sneak up on me. Oh my god, I love it. That's so weird, but it's like makes sense in a weird way. Um, <laughs> I love that Coulson has it on the wall. 
Yeah, and I love that Rosalind like knows the story kind of, and so she's like, uh, and he's like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> they just have this weird exchange. That yep. is the weirdest flirting I know. ever. That like, cut your hand off? Yep, yep. That's how you get the cyborg arm. You betcha. Yeah, you're a quick one. <laughs> you figured oh. it out. <laughs> Most girls I bring over don't even connection. <laughs> that's how we know she's the one. Oh my god. <laughs> so weird. It really is. <laughs> Colson is such a bizarre dude, but we love him so much. In this episode, he is extremely bizarre, like on many levels. Particular. It's 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 a little bit like he's channeling his uh from the time he was married to the president. Uh <laughs> he's channeling a little bit of like his old uh new adventures of old Christine sitcom skills. Because like that reaction to Mac and a lot of this exchange, it feels very sitcom. It does. <laughs> oh my god! Um, so we go back to the ETCU, and uh, I keep wanting to call her Sky now that she's hacking again. Um, <laughs> Daisy is feeding Hunter like things to type, and he is typing like one finger at a time. And Bobby yeah. and the IT guy just kind of look at him like, "Oh my god!" And then oh, Mac and Daisy the- are listening, and they're but like, he "Improv the perfect <laughs> cover." Because he said, I'm just compensating for your sluggish code. And yeah. then the IT guy is like, but like embarrassed, like point taken or whatever. It's like, it's so great because he had been, he had been successful at being so douchey ahead of time that you'd yeah. believe that he would intentionally hunt and peck to mock someone like, yep. like of, like of all the people you would, you would buy that for. He actually sort of develop that rapport with the guy just by being a prick. I know. <laughs> it worked it worked out really well. Yeah. <laughs> like like that was that was uh some 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 great convergence of their uh writing and and yeah. and uh and just the way Lance has developed. Like they've really they created a really great character. He's hilarious. I know. The look on everyone's face though when they realize this is him type this is him actually typing is just like <laughs> oh shit like what we're, <laughs> our, the cover's blown like we're screwed. Like you said I think I think the best part is Mag and Daisy <laughs> like <laughs> listening in just like yeah. oh wait what? Daisy's like do you even know what the backslash is? <laughs> like, <laughs> when he says that it's the, when she says that and he talks to himself he's like typing. Like, I'm typing. <laughs> I forgot about that. No, it's it's good. It's a good. It's a really good episode for comedy. I didn't think of it like while watching it, but like now reflecting going, going back and realizing, it, like, yeah, yeah, no, it, it was a strike. Oh my god! Um, May and Lincoln are on a Quinjet, and uh, they're off to do extraction. And Lincoln is like trying to talk to May, and she is just silent. And it's great. <laughs> And um, Mac gives Bobby directions to uh, what they think is the lab. And he's like, I'm going to call your cell now so you can step away. And so she answers the phone. She's like, I got to take this. And so she steps outside and she's really actually going down to the level that Mac just told her to. And Hunter is going to stall the IT guy while Bobby grabs samples and shit. And uh, I forget who says the line, but they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's Bobby. She's like, oh, yeah, he's great at that. He's great at just talking and being obnoxious (laughs) or whatever, whatever the line is. And um, Lincoln is still trying to talk to May and he's like, "Okay, is this how it's going to be the whole time? And then she just like pulls the plane away and like does this crazy flying move that like basically flips the plane over. And I can only imagine Lincoln just like his shit. It was so awesome. It was. It was so <laughs> passive aggressive. It was amazing. <laughs> I feel like there's 
There's not a lot of times that uh, May represents us as viewers. Usually she's aspirational. She's the, yeah. she's the like the Superman or whatever, like rather than the Harry Potter. She's who we want to be rather than like our point of view character. Mm-hmm. But in the moments she's giving Lincoln <laughs> shit, at least for you and I. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we get very much the vicariously through her. I know. This scene and then the scene where like Hunter his shit over Bobby kissing that guy in Japan and she's like, you know, I don't like you, right? <laughs> like the, <laughs> those two, these two scenes particular in particular are just like excellent. <laughs> oh my God. Um oh, oh I have to mention it real quick. It won't be uh in what do you call it? Um <laughs> Uh, it's not enough, I feel like, to make it into a comics or movie connection. Oh, yeah. But the IT guy is played by <laughs> Nelson Franklin, uh, who I recognized immediately from a lot of comedy stuff. Like he was a recurring character and awful love interest for briefly on New Girl, oh, and God. he's been in Veep, where he's the uh, with <laughs> with Colton's ex-wife, the vice president, uh, as <laughs> as the victim of a bunch of insults repeatedly, uh, and um. He's uh, one of the recurring characters on Blackish. He plays like the owner of Dre's uh, company where he works, his son, who like also works with him as a result of nepotism. And is basically his whole joke is that he's like about white privilege. And there's a lot of like subtle, but not quite uh, clear statements where like he's tried to murder his father <laughs> like repeatedly <laughs> to like take take his money like it's it, it's a real very very uh funny guy a very good comedic actor but i noticed and, and i i had to mention he's one of our guys he's a jimma chan <laughs> he's oh. one of the many instances of a character who like sometimes they can explain it they've said that the guy that martin Starr played in both things is the same guy <laughs> that it can work <laughs> you know that he that, that uh the scientist uh science but the science teacher was the computer programmer who helped uh, Bruce Banner in the Hulk yeah. movie. Same guy. That works. I mean, Steve Harrington or whatever. Or not Steve Harrington. <laughs> Mr. Harrington. <laughs> They're both Harringtons. Uh, uh, from the Spider-Man movies, you know, could, could easily have been that guy. Yeah. But this guy, who was the IT dude, probably wasn't a medical examiner. who was the same <laughs> age, 25 years earlier, in Captain Marvel. But he was in that scene with the scroll bodies. He was a S.H.I.E.L.D. medical examiner. Ah. So, there you go. Maybe it was his his un- twin uncle. I like I, I like it. <laughs> or or the IT guy is a scroll. Oh, scrolls did meet that guy. There's my other outside of the box theory. But Nelson Franklin's been two people, both nameless, <laughs> in Marvel stuff. <laughs> Pretty cool though. That Pretty cool, cool being two Marvel things. <laughs> I'd take it. Uh, oh no, I guess they did name him. He's Steve Wilson. This is his oh. name and. and in a uh, many heads one tail, which feels like a fake name, feels yes. like a combination feels of Steve like a Rogers. Name. <laughs> feels like a combination of Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson. Uh, I'm pretty sure we cracked the case. I think he's a scroll. <laughs> Everybody's a scroll. I didn't need to write Marvel and get him if they do a Secret Invasion movie. Bring him back. Like like use this yeah. <laughs> an opportunity. Use everyone who's played two people <laughs> as a scroll. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, uh. Black Mariah and Luke Cage is yeah. the mom in, like, so. Totally a scroll. Gotta, gotta be. <laughs> Scro- scrolls cause civil war. Bad scrolls, of course. Not, yeah. not the good ones who are friends. <laughs> <laughs> not Ben Mendelsohn. He's 
cool. We have not mentioned in a while that we include spoilers for everything MCU. So I mean, I mean, several (laughs) episodes. So just in case you didn't watch every, yeah. We should probably put that in the show notes just to be <laughs> yes. The cover. That's a good idea. Just in I feel case like someone hasn't seen Spider Man. <laughs> it's possible they they haven't. Yeah, but then again, if they haven't, they should have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah, that's true. That's but yeah, true. sorry for the slight uh, Nelson Franklin interruption, but uh, I didn't want to forget, and I had forgotten to add it to the notes. But uh, no, that, that awkward weird uh, nerdy dude is, is a, he's good at that role like Marvel yeah. keeps casting him in it yeah. he's typecast as the nameless nerdy IT slash medical examiner slash whatever yeah, and he's, <laughs> he gets work but none of it seems uh, he's one of those guys where like I don't know he, he doesn't ever have like a but, yeah, yeah yeah he's in everything but if he has a ass unfortunately yeah but, which I mean that happened to Nathan <laughs> Fillion for like 20 years or whatever until yeah. he was in Castle. So, yeah, that's true. It, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, this is the this is the scene that is difficult for us. We go back to the playground and Fitz and Gemma are talking because Gemma just stormed out and was like, you're doing everything right. And Fitz is like, what the fuck, man? Like, what do you want? What do you want me to do? Be an asshole? And she's like, yes, it'd make this easier. And like, well, I can't because I'm fucking perfect. <laughs> like, yeah. Basically. And then he's like, you know, like, God, this, this exchange is just like they're, you know, they're finally talking about their feelings and like what happened. And Fitz is like, we're cursed. We're cursed. Spoiler section time. <laughs> yeah, he he actually says it. And I'd forgotten yeah. that when we were talking about earlier, you know, yeah. Halfway through season one or whatever, uh, when we were going through them, like I I I I I just hadn't realized that they acknowledge it so explicitly this early yeah. on. Yeah. But Fitz nailed it. You're yeah. right. Time itself will stop you repeatedly from being together. Like time, virtual realities, magic, everything will come at you to stop them from being together. They are fucking cursed. Those writers are cruel and brilliant. Yeah. Um, and he outright asks her, like, do you love Will? And she's like, I don't know. Yes, I do. And then he's like, well, I tried to dig up dirt on him and he's like fucking perfect. And he, you know, he saved you and he was like your only hope. And she's like, yeah, but you dove through a hole in the universe for me. And then he kisses her and then they pull away and then she kisses him back. And it's just like this whole like, and he's just, he's just like, what, what are we doing? And he's just like, and he says off. we're cursed again yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and storms off. And, like, and then ooh, I get him, man. <laughs> yes. For like, them. Because Fitz brings up the point that like they had all this time together that they were like at the academy together working together and then finally when they decide to do something about it like it just cannot be any fucking harder. Well, and to, he like... owns it himself I think too. Yeah. Like, not only did he not speak when he should have but that it took them both a long time to even realize it. Yeah. But, but like but they were just kind of oblivious to what they meant to each other and by the time that he finally saw it and then had the courage to say something at the bottom of the ocean she points out. Yeah. He pointed out and you didn't tell me until we were you know on you know on a sinking battleship <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, oh, and then he disappeared what? into an, onto another planet <laughs> God. no they oh both they both own their part in stall and forestalling it from happening like, yeah. like like which is nice like neither that's why everything about their relationship is so fucking tragic because they like 
really yeah. are good to each other. They are. Like, but they come never... on, like who, like who could have thought that Ward would be like a, 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 you know, a double agent and would have shoved them down to the bottom of the ocean? Who would have thought that like Portal to another planet would have opened and swallowed Gemma whole? Like where all the shit that's gotten in their cursed. way. <laughs> well, well, and it's also what what made them like these stressful situations are what made them each realize their their feelings for each other. Yeah. So it's like. At the same time, like if they didn't have the the curse that's keeping them apart, would they still just be stumbling through lives to hapless, nerdy idiots, not even realizing the person of their dreams is also their best friend and and Aww. also alone in front of them? Like, like it's it's interesting to think like the same things that are keeping them apart are what made them finally realize they wanted to be together as well. Yeah, that's true. Fuck, that's even man. Why'd you have to say that? That's like makes it even more tragic. No, it does because <laughs> Marissa is a genius and she's mean. Mo she's is so mean. mean. She's a cruel genius. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, um, after Fitzroy, Gemma glances down because she knocked a book off the table when they were kissing and she's, um, the Hydra symbol next to Ram's head symbol, like that's what I found. <laughs> Great. Um, so we go onto this plane, and Ward is like kind of flirting with this flight attendant, and they're being gross. And apparently, this is the only flight that he could get on that was passing over Zepkow, Germany, which is where he's trying to go to get to the Von Strucker's vault. So he whispers in this flight attendant's ear, and we know that he's going to jump out the plane, but he's also going to kill everyone on the plane by opening up the door, and everyone's going to freeze to death. And he has this little speech. He's like, Hydra, thanks you, blah, blah, blah. And when he jumped. whispered in her ear, I was like, this might uh, be peak creepy board for me. Because yeah. like... You knew, I mean, we knew what it was. We knew what it, like, in general, what it meant. Mm -hmm. Whatever it was was so brief and put such fear into her that she didn't try to alert a federal air marshal. You know what I mean? No. Like, she, she just got she her just, seat and buckled in. It's just like she'd resigned herself to death. And it's just yeah. like, he, like, whatever he said was so confident and scary and, you know, demented and, like, Ugh. kind of not kind of aware of it but also kind of completely out of touch just because it's his style <laughs> like i just so gross it, and not hearing it like that's again cruel genius these yeah. people because like it's so effective it's, like, it's really effective not knowing is so much creepier scarier than anything could have he is the worst. He but really he's is. So, but he's—they do it so well by making him the worst. Like, and they make him the worst very well. <laughs> if that makes sense. No, it does. He does a really good job. And like, on one level, I would like to see him in something so I could see, you know, his range. Mm. But on another level, like he's was so effective at this in terms of his performance and the writing. Like, I kind of don't want. To like try to like someone else with his face. I know. <laughs> I'm kind of just fine <laughs> hating him right now. You know? I am too. So good. Um, so Bobby is walking into the containment. I forget what the name of the door, what's on the door is called, but she opens the door and suddenly we are in this room where Andrew is inside the containment module and Malik walks in. So obviously we're not in the same place that we think we are at. Um, 
And he's kind of talking with Andrew and he has this line about S.H.I.E.L.D. He says, S.H.I.E.L.D. has good intentions but questionable methods. And Andrew agrees. And we realize like something's going on here. Um, and it turns out Andrew's not in the facility. So Bobby doesn't find anything except for fish oil pills. And she goes into a freezer and it's full of boxes. And they're full of failed teragenesis like cocoons bodies basically um and they download as much info as they can because you know hunter realizes that banks is in the building and he you know they're gonna see him and they are not trying to find a cure they are found no cure no no nothing with of any evidence that they're doing research for a cure if anything they're trying to turn more people into inhumans and they find evidence of this in their files and mac and daisy are coming through this and colson now suspects that rosalind is hydra and he confronts her in the containment room that joey was in and he locks her in and she's like what the fuck and he's like are you hydra and Rosalind accuses Coulson of having no emotions and calls him a psychopath, which is kind of funny because he's acting like one in this episode. <laughs> he's acting crazy. But oh my God, no. Um, he comes across so crazy. Yeah. Um, so we go to the Quinjet with Lincoln and May and Lincoln's like, are you torturing me? And he's so, he can't handle going off like I'm not sorry and blah 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 like I did what I had to do and May's just like quietly like I um I've been thinking about what I want to say like I wasn't sure what I wanted to say but I want to apologize for Andrew's actions and it's just this like beautiful moment of just like fuck you Lincoln for being a douchebag to our beloved May like she was the one who like felt bad in the situation and you should have felt bad (laughs) like and you didn't I just we love her even more and fuck fuck Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean we used to like you you guys can all go back and listen like three, four episodes ago. We had a lot of empathy for him and all and you know, them being tortured by animals in the outback. But <laughs> he has he has burned all that goodwill out. He has used it all up. Yeah, like we thank you, May, for putting him in his place. He needed that needed to happen. Um, so at the ATCU, Bobby gets caught in the lab and Hunter gets caught by Banks. And so he, uh, he, he grabs her briefcase and he runs down to meet Bobby and, um, Coulson and Rosalind are talking and he's like, you slipped up because you couldn't have gotten the intel about Tahiti from anyone unless you were, you knew a high level shield agent, which you said you didn't know anybody. So the only other place you could have gotten it from was Hydra. She's like, I didn't know anything and so colson's like hey all these things are happening like that floor um my agents infiltrated it and there's no cure there's no one being held there and she's like what do you mean there's no cure like no one's allowed on that floor for risk of infection and um he says something about gideon malik and she's like yeah gideon mal or maybe he's she says something about gideon malik and how he's been a friend and all of a sudden she starts to realize that he he's duped her like he is the one who's been pulling all the strings and he gave her tahiti intel so she's been played um and we find out that not all of the inhumans have been put in stasis there is one in particular and it's the host from uh iron chef <laughs> yes mark Dacascos, uh who again like isn't like a connection to anything uh, doesn't appear in anything else uh but who uh 
his name his name in the credits and in the show eventually I think is uh, R Guerra, and that is uh, Tagalog for war, mm. and he uh, is uh, got a got a multiracial background, but he does I think his dad has. Uh, heritage from Philippines. So it's kind of cool. It feels like it was very intentional on the creator's yeah. part. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, one of the, I think, cooler ongoing flight spoiler. He, you know, he has an arc uh, coming up uh, in humans created for the show. He's not yeah. uh, from the comics himself, but uh, Mark DeCascos is really cool. Uh, he's like you said, the, our American uh, chairman <laughs> on the American iron uh, play, playing like the nephew or something he, he play he pretends to have some connection to the yeah. of the original i can't remember what what they're fake i think was. he yeah i think he does play the nephew of the the it's japanese so, chairman yeah it's ridiculous yeah. it's fantastic uh but he's, <laughs> he's he's currently one uh not one of the main characters but it's hard to explain but he's he's recurring on woo assassins on netflix which is really cool um and he's just a like Almost everything he's been in, it's very important that he is like a champion martial artist. He's really, really good at martial arts, and he's just he's a uh, yeah. He's always very uh, entertaining and everything. I think I've the thing I loved him most in was a a French import action uh, movie called Brotherhood of the Wolf uh, or Pacte de, de Lupus. I think, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Monica Bellucci was in it, who uh, people know from all sorts of stuff. Uh, who was, you know, really in a bunch of stuff like in the early 2000s, tons and tons of movies. Um, the Italian actress, uh, mm. she was in one of the Matrix movies and a bunch of stuff, but she was one of the leads in that. And it was right after uh, Amelie had come out. Mm. So to compete with the art house theater in my college movie theater, like the main, the mainstream theater started hosting like more and weirder and more varieties of uh, imp- imported films, of foreign films. And one of them was this French action movie. And my friends and I, I made all my friends go see it because I was really into foreign films in general. And I was like, oh, no, you guys will like this. Like, oh, like, oh my action. It's like, it's about werewolves and it's got a, an inexplicable Native American ninja character by Mark DeCasco. I don't know. I don't know what is going on in the French countryside that this guy's around, but he's amazing. And, he, and uh, everything I've seen him in since, I'm like, oh, wait. I know that guy. He's great. So I was excited to see him. Uh, yeah, it's I, funny. I'd forgotten, you know, that he was. Well, he yeah, was, I had an arc on this show. So many people have been on who are really, really good. It's funny because, like, when he came on screen, I was like, I know him from something, and I couldn't put my finger on what it was from, and then I forgot to look it up later. But then when you mentioned Iron Chef, I was like, Oh, well, that <laughs> like- was definitely the first one I mentioned because, <laughs> like, like, like I said, like, I don't think I, I don't think I made the connection instantly. When I saw Brother Brother of the Wolf, that's who he was. But like, like I'm pretty sure that's what I saw him at first. I think that's most American audiences. You probably saw him as the chairman first, eating eating a bite of an onion or whatever. Yeah. Or no, he it's an apple instead. He he switches it to an apple because he's American. He's in the American Iron Chef. An onion is just crazy. That's um, too much. Too much. It's too extreme. <laughs> Um, I'm not so going to handle that. As an inhuman, he's a telekinetic and he comes for Bobby and Hunter and they're like, oh shit. Like the, he grabs their icers and he turns around and starts shooting it at them. And are the icers real guns? I don't know anymore. Anyway. Um, and Hunter's like, oh, you got your batons. This is great. And she has these like 
these bracelets on and she activates the batons and then she throws them and they act like boomerangs. They come flying back to her. They're pretty cool. Um, cool upgrade. And so she starts fighting with this human man. Well, I feel like that might be a little bit of a connection to the MCU. I can't think of when this came out. We've already seen uh, Age of Ultron, right? Yes. So as a result, I think that's when they first introduced Cap's shield having that ability to to come back. So maybe the idea is that it's the same technology. That's cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Like that, whatever. Magnetic. Magnetic something, yeah. Yeah. Some kind of Stark tech, I'm sure. Yeah, Yeah, that's cool. Um, So uh, Rosalind wants... Colson to call, to let her call her people so that she can get everyone out because she's like I didn't know about this my people didn't know about this like your people are in danger if this is true and Colson like doesn't want to trust her but he does trust her and Banks shows up um and he grabs Hunter and Bobby and they go to the parking lot and May and Lincoln are there for extraction and they're like we don't see them and then the parking lot opens and there they are and so she was telling the truth she's on their side um, but we had a moment of doubt. Um, and then Ward drills into the Von Strucker vault. And of course, Malik is there waiting and he pours a drink. And he's like, look, I wanted you dead, but you've proven yourself very resilient and resourceful. It's great. And I see you differently now. And he talks about the history of Hydra. And Ward's like, yeah, yeah, the Red Skull and Nazis. And like, no, no, no. Hydra is much older than that. And he he opens this safe and he brings out a mini monolith. <laughs> it's like this he says that you know hydra is as old as a piece of rock um and then at, as malik is like kind of talking about this ros we we go to rosalind and she explains how she met malik how he recruited her um while she was working at nasa and fitz and Gemma have put the pieces together with the symbols that not uh, an arm of hydra was working within NASA and that's how Will got recruited and then they connect the all symbols together and how if you turn the Hydra symbol upside down Ram's head good lord um and I, I loved like the step by step it's like when they show the picture I, like there's like a timeline of like the official models throughout the ages of, yeah. of Spider-Man or Mickey Mouse like how they've like evolved like it was mm-hmm. the same thing it's like it's like ram's head, ram's head, ram's head, ram's head. And then you flip it over, boom, octopus with a skull. <laughs> I loved it so much because it did work, but at the same time, it's just like you, could, you probably could have taken out like a third of the things in the middle, like every other one. <laughs> or there could have been a little bit better transition with, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Um, and Malik is still having his little monologue about history of hydra and he's like hydra was founded to serve the leader on the other side which what does that mean um and malik now wants to use ward he's like i'll help you with your rent your your revenge no worries like but i need you to help me find out how shield did it and ward's like did what he's like hydra's never been able to bring anyone back but shield did oh um, and the very end scene is Andrew's in his box and Ward shows up and Ward's like, it's very nice to meet you. And Andrew's like, I know who you are. And he starts pumping mustard gas into the chamber instead of the tranquilizer. And Ward's like, you know, the difference between S.H.I.E.L.D. and us is that S.H.I.E.L.D. wanted to, you know, contain the monster and we wanted we want to bring it out. And he 
fucking asshole is like, you know, oh yeah, this I gotta thank you for what you did because you brought I I've been trying to think of a way to bring Melinda more pain and you really did it. Like you brought her as much pain as she could possibly take. And it's so disgusting. Well, and the line, I was so mad. And and just like, you fucking wish, buddy. When yeah. he when he said, like, you're a monster, you know, you're a monster. Uh, uh, you, you know, and you become a monster on the outside. And, and, and you know, May said, I was a monster, you know, yeah. on the inside, too. Uh, I guess she has a type. I'm like, you Ugh. fucking wish, buddy. You were a tool. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you were essentially a dildo. Like, yeah. You're not her type. Go fuck yourself. Uh. <laughs> like, like, like Colson and Andrew have traits in common. Yeah. You do not fucking sort of possess. Like her type is clearly an empathetic, kind human, like yeah. the opposite of you. <laughs> like, uh. go fuck yourself. It made me so mad. I'm like, listen, you're good looking. And in that sense, you're most people's type. <laughs> other than that, Get over it. <laughs> but you're also a Nazi, so get out of here. <laughs> right, right. So for the litmus test, it's like if you're cool with fucking a Nazi, you're probably a douchebag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. That's the episode. Um, let's talk about the history of Hydra because we talked. We were starting to talk about this a little bit before we started recording, and I forgot what you were saying about it. So... Do you remember well, what you said? I don't. Uh, which which part? Uh, just the like the way I, I, I can't. Remember. I know I can't remember what we how, how we were talking about. Huh. Uh, like I know that you know in in the comics they've had it done really differently. Uh, even just uh, the, the, you know the, even when we were talking about it, we were trying to remember um, Hive and and his story, and they explained it a little bit in this. Yeah. And the way they explain it is it was an inhuman from Earth who was so dangerous. And like basically the other inhumans kicked him off the planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm maybe even more confused because a spoiler to you as well, which I, I, I'm too confused to be able to really to really spoil it. But they they explain where the, mon- the different monoliths have come from. In the newest season, Ooh. Uh, before the end, and I'm not really sure how any of it works. I guess the <laughs> humans just came into possession of it, but like I, I'm not really sure how the hell they knew how to use it and send people to fucking Maveth. But yeah, that's where uh, that's where that guy got sent. We know from later episodes, I think, or maybe one we've already seen. It's called Maveth, the planet, and it yeah. is. Uh, Hebrew word, I think, for death. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and this guy is like a hive mind. Apparently the foundation of Hydra. Um, yeah, they've been sending him like human sacrifices. Centuries. Oh, now trying, I remember. Tr- now I remember tr- what we were talking about before the episode. Uh, okay. Because you're talking about it, how like that's they assumed. Uh, that's that's what. Oh, we're uh, talking about uh, Malik, uh, right? Uh, well, we're talking about Malik, and we're talking about also our uh, our astronaut guy. Yes, yes. His name, what was his name? Mike. Will. Will. Mike. <laughs> Some generic oh, you know white what? guy name. <laughs> They're both kids on Stranger Things. That's what it was. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna 
Lucas, what which, which kid from Steve? <laughs> uh, they're all they're all interchangeable to me. All the same oh kid. God. I did give another get another. I, I did get an MCU Harrington confused with Steve you Harrington did. this episode. So I'm pretty pretty all over the place. Uh, no, um, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> I call bullshit on both. Like I get, I get where both of them are coming from. Fitz wants to be doing the right thing. And, uh, you know, Gemma actually loves the dude, but both of them, not like the, both of them giving a pass. I mean, like he was sacrificed. He was tricked. It's like, how many fucking Hydra members did they know that were tricked? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, a handful of them were having people, uh, kidnapped and they were being, uh, you know, sort of coerced. That's not cool. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> understatement fair, of the decade. <laughs> right, right. But to be fair, you'd think that, that would come up when Fitz was saying he was doing like a deep dive into the dude's history. It's like, yeah. well, his grandma did go missing right before he joined the Hydra wing of, of NASA. Like yeah. that shit would be a red flag. But he saw nothing to indicate that, which to me indicates like every other fucking member of Hydra we've met to date. He's in on it and he's a yeah. fucking space Nazi. So screw Will justified and moving on and okay especially since she might have fucked in, in ancient in human <laughs> worm, worm like essentially but, like the worm like like <laughs> so my counter argument to this that hydra was within shield this entire time too and maybe i mean they obviously have infiltrated other governmental organizations like Ros- rosalind yeah 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 but 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 what did malik say to go and to serve Oh, that's true. They're not going to so send someone knew. who doesn't know. Yeah. They're going to send loyal Hydra agents. And, and you know, I don't know that we ever see Gemma come <sighs> to this realization. And it, even... if, if she doesn't, when we go through this rewatch, I'm going to be really frustrated that she doesn't as a character. Because she, yeah. she fell for it. She fucking fell for it. <laughs> so he's either Hydra and he's a shady fucker or he's an inhuman monster. Yeah, either way, at best case scenario, <laughs> best case scenario, she and Daisy could like be like, I feel that like yeah. about about having been tricked by a Nazi. <laughs> yes. Oh, God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> I feel like it's frustrating, but in the end, it's better. Yeah. <laughs> a little yeah. bit. I don't. I don't know. It's I don't think not, any of it's good. No, it's just trading. It's just trading <laughs> for another. Bet. It's all bad. So the thing I I thought that we were talking about with Malik that oh, yes. we I think we were talking about it last episode, which uh-huh. we recorded right before this. Um, <laughs> but um, how Malik like was on the Security Council yes. and oh, yes, he wasn't yes, yes, there yes. suddenly. Yeah. Right. But he's in Security Council in Avengers. But when shit goes down with Hydra. No, no Malik. Yeah, but I feel like because you know, like Von Strucker wasn't around either, really. Like he was off right. in Europe, and the only reason that he got looped into all that is because they were looking for the scepter, right? right? But and, yeah, and I guess like, I guess it, it, we were even talking about when we talked about the last episode, like Malik's position. He's like they say, like he's an industrialist. Uh, oh yeah, when the two of them are talking when. When Coulson's like, you know, you know, Terrence Malick, or not Terrence Malick, <laughs> the actor. Uh, what is his name? Gideon. Gideon, yeah. <laughs> I have a great half name. Uh, <laughs> you are. It's pretty good. <laughs> uh, I was going to call everyone with the wrong name. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Uh, Mike and Terrence and <laughs> all these new characters in Shield. Mike, Mike the astronaut. But oh. you guys don't know my favorite Shield character. Uh, no, uh, Gideon Malik. Uh, if he's like some rich industrialist asshole, which again, this would have been another opportunity to bring back. Oh. <laughs> Our guy. Like, like why this wa- this wasn't uh, Rathman? I don't know. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> It would have been so much better if it was Rob Hubel. Oh, my God. So I don't funny. see Rob Hubel being a very good sh- uh, hydrate, to be no, honest. It'd be, so, no, it'd be so funny if he was like the big evil guy in charge of all of it. Like, he's like fine. It's like, the, it's like it's the whole Jar Jar Binks is a Sith thing. Like, no, it no, just doesn't add up. It's basically the same exact idea. <laughs> oh, but no, he uh, if he's a rich industrialist, then like I guess it makes sense that he wouldn't be necessarily like in the in a position of power to but then also he to be there. But he also recruited Rosalind into the NASA arm. And so like he was he was associate well, I guess NASA had like contractors though, and like military contractors and things like that. So maybe that's how he connected. Yeah, I mean a lot her. of that stuff's connected to like JPL and stuff. Yeah. Like, and like Raytheon. Yeah. Right. At different points, different different uh giant conglomerates yeah malik industries or whatever <laughs> whatever his company is called it's never mentioned we don't know i just made that up um yeah, yeah. terence malik i hear terence malik <laughs> industries <laughs> and his good old employee mike the astronaut <laughs> that's, that's right trustee sidekick oh my god <laughs> but yeah so i guess like there's ways that Malik could have just like exit. I mean, and I think like what I was saying before is that he obviously this is like his thing that he wants to work on is like getting to Maveth or like getting people back and forth from Maveth or whatever or getting their leader from Maveth to Earth. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we, what is their goal? It's hard to tell. Sir, I'm yeah. not sure that I'm not sure they know. <laughs> like, yeah, but whatever okay. their goal is, that's what his purpose is in Hydra has been. And so he's oh. like serving their true purpose while everyone else has been getting distracted by Nazism and taking over S.H.I.E.L.D. and all these other things. But he's it, like a pure Hydra guy. <laughs> it really does highlight how like just exactly like the quality of, of a shit person, Mike, the astronaut. Or Will. <laughs> because not only is he a space Nazi, but he's of the ilk that they're like, he's going to serve our so he's pro- a programmable Nazi drone. And he's also, because they did say it was like something like to as a sacrifice or to serve. It's like, yeah. so he's either food or a soldier. So like, he's not one of their great thinkers. He's no. not like, he's not a valued member of the super Nazis or whatever. Like, 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 like no, God damn it. <laughs> the fact that he, like, it's all very humanly believable that she would like, fall for him yeah it just sucks but and also i mean like to put myself in will's shoes like i think when you're trying to just survive on a planet for how many decades like you kind of like all the the hydra stuff probably fell by the wayside no no, just like well fuck that i don't even care about it anymore like i just need to survive (laughs) that's true and who knows when he became maveth you mean hive yeah whatever (laughs) you are having trouble with names so funny i I, I thought it was his name is that his name? I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I think it might be. <laughs> we finished. 
Oh, well. Um, I think that's all I have. There's, I mean, every, anything else that we could talk about, like speculation wise, is going to come up in the next couple episodes. Oh, no. so we, we may as well just save it. He does, he does have a real name. It's Alvius. Is his, is what? His, in I don't remember name. that. Yeah, yeah. His, his, his original name was Alvius. We get that at some point. We might not get it until like, I don't know. The end of the season. Or like, is it, did we learn this shit? Like, did somebody explain shit during the, uh, the, the, the Ghost Rider and uh, Framework season? Like, could somebody have, like, I don't we know. Have so much shit left. I know. Are all the on... humans' characters? But, 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 they, but, but, but they, they introduce humans' characters that are, like, bad, that work people. But, like, there's so many arcs left. And the Cree come in this season, too, because, uh, um, Hive summons them. Do you remember that? They're what like, because the? he's. They're trying to experiment and make more inhumans. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's when they make the yeah guy from Mummy like so much. Yeah. <laughs> Our other Scottish guy to yeah. join uh, to, to, to join Fitz. He he was pretty great. I mean, they they bring him back. From- yeah. And then so isn't great. there some like fire starter guy too? Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's it. one of the JT or. He's one of the Inhumans that's not an Inhuman in the comics who's part of the crew. Like He and, and Yo-Yo and all these other characters all kind of uh, show up who were part of Daisy's Secret Warriors oh. when she was first introduced. I'm trying to think of who else. I forgot how Yo-Yo was introduced, too. Like, She's coming Did she up. get introduced in this season? She does, doesn't she? Yeah, I think this she does. The next, either this season or the next one. I think it's this one because I think this think is the one where, right. where all the Inhumans come and become. It's when it starts. Yeah, I think it's the the second half of this season. Damn, I'm so excited. Hap- I forgot yeah. how much happens in this season. Like this is going to be fun for us because I feel like we know all the broad strokes, but this this is the part we remember the least details yeah. on. Yeah. Well, I had totally forgotten the whole thing about Rosalind. Malik too. That was like a oh, yeah. surprise to me again. So no, this this is a lot of this episode. I feel like is has either gave us a similar feeling of or is preparing us for the feeling that we had when we were like, oh shit, Adama's in this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Both fucking like one of the best actors like, Aww, like, ever. Like, ever just almost is in this. I know. I'm so sad that they okay. killed him off, but I'm sure he had better things to do than play someone on he Shield. Had t- time to spend with his grandchildren. <laughs> you know? But god damn it! Like he's such he's he has so much weight on screen. They wish I wish they would have kept him. Just oh, he's he he could have been something great. Oh, and you know what? Now with uh. Our, our uh, Franklin, whatever uh, Nelson Franklin, and uh, and Jimmy Chan, and all these people who have played more than one role, and Martin Starr, uh, you know, with the precedent, he could be somebody else in the Marvel universe. Yes, I don't, he know, could. I, I don't Mahershala know. too, technically, because he. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because he was uh, Cottonmouth, and now he's going to be Blade, and he's going to be <laughs> so good. He's going to be perfect. Well, and that one, I guess he. Is like like you. We mentioned that Simu Lu like willed it into existence. He chased after it. I yeah, guess. he called like, Kevin Feige and was like, "I want to." You guys have Blade, Blade again. <laughs> <laughs> like, somebody just told me you have Blade again. Why did you not tell me? 
I know, well, such a power cool. move. I love it. It is, but he's so good. I didn't yeah. real I, I, like you know me and recognizing and making connections with with people. I knew I, I knew him from something, but never went back and like looked after. I think what probably Luke Cage was the first like modern thing that he, he was did. in. Uh, no, he was in House of Cards. Oh, I see. I didn't see House of House of Cards. Okay, but, he's but, good but in House of Cards. He one of his first things was uh the I think they might have had two seasons uh that was on right when I got out of college on USA called the Forty Four Hundred. About oh, I don't know. Uh, it was about a bunch of alien abductees, and the idea was it's it was based is based on like real bullshit, but like missing people reports that someone in their families like have so they become associated with with urban legends mm-hmm. of. Uh, of, of of you know of missing people who've been like oh we were taken by aliens and that's that's where my that's what happened to my son or what happened to my granddaughter or what happened to my right. brother or whatever and all these different stories throughout human history the idea and the idea was like they they looked at real instances in modern history and extrapolated it so the idea is forty four hundred people have been taken at different mm-hmm. points throughout history they all show back up same time none of them have aged. <laughs> yeah, and the world is like, what the fuck do we do with these people? And they, <laughs> and it's really good, and it like follows each of them, and like come, some of them become this, cult leaders. This is on like, USA. Yeah, and it was hey. really good. It was before USA knew what it wanted to do with original programming. Like for a little while, it became like all procedural comedies. Yeah. I loved it, like Monk and Psych. I'm all about that. But then, like, then it like transitioned to like suits <laughs> like, like, you know and a bunch of shows like suits it felt like all of them were about lawyers yeah, <laughs> yeah. and now it's like actually i think really interesting again with mr robot and i know there's a couple other uh kind of uh more ambitious shows on it since then they kind of followed that that path but no it was ahead of its time for sure like if it was on streaming now like on netflix or amazon like i think it'd be it'd do huge numbers yeah. but he was one of the main characters and him and his wife, mm-hmm. I think, were both taken, and they're they were an interracial couple in like the fifties. Oh shit! Yeah, so it's good. <laughs> and he and he's just he's him, so he's yeah. amazing. Like, yeah. like, like it's a pretty good show, and he's really great in it. And like it's just got a bunch of good people in it. Billy Campbell is in it as one who as one of the guys, one of the survivors or whatever. People who comes back and becomes a cult leader. Like people like <laughs> worship him. And which is totally fucking believable. Like if that happened, I think yeah. without a doubt, yeah, people would be like looking for answers, and like we always are, and, and grasp onto that, and some asshole would take advantage. But um, no, it's really, really good. And I've like I remembered loving his performance at the time, but this like it was probably before I knew what IMDb was. Yeah, <laughs> and by the time he showed back up again, I just didn't really think like. I didn't think I, I I felt like oh I, I think I recognize him but then I never followed up I was just like he's just he's just the best part of this show like yeah. while watching Luke Cage like and then everything I've seen since then I've been like oh no he's fucking great but I should have I should have checked and thought like because he's not old but he's yeah. also not so young that like yeah he shouldn't have been in something before yeah, yeah. before House of Cards before something in the last like ten years but no I'm. I'm super psyched to see him in something. I, I, I'm trying to think of who I can't think of anyone off the top of my head of who James almost could be. Although people have been throwing out the, uh, the idea of changing Magneto's origin story. 
uh, and I, some people you mentioned uh, uh, the uh, what do you call it? Um, Gus Fring, I think mm-hmm. was it our previous episode. Yeah, our previous episode. Uh, Giancarlo yeah. Esposito being in Star Wars, how exciting that is. Yeah, uh, he has been thrown out there. People have suggested uh, you could make a version of Magneto who has the same basic origin story, only it's the genocide uh, in Rwanda. Oh shit! And cast him as Giancarlo Esposito, and like a lot of people are super offended by it. But honestly, it's like. You, you know, absolutely. But I, I feel like for the character of Magneto, there's a case to be made that that could you could capture all the same things. And I feel like that's yeah. what's what people are missing with those ideas. It doesn't take no one saying me to erase all the old comic books and erase, you know, the the character who's in the, been in the movies and say all that shit never happened. You know, doing a new version doesn't isn't disrespectful. No, it's just like bringing it, to light like another like yes. genocidal event that like people are just not as aware of because it didn't happen in Europe. <laughs> and all the bullshit and and I, the only time I will use fake fans are when people are trying to claim that their fandom gives them some authority to to come out strong against progress of some kind and like act like that gives them some sort of power and weight. I will call those people fake fans because nine times out of 10, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Cause the big argument against that was how disrespectful it is. Imagine doing this and that. Imagine how dare you, how, like how dare you, this is so social justice warrior, bullshit, modern, whatever. It's all like, bull- like these people care about social justice and the Jewish identity. Come on. But right, <laughs> but 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 like 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 and and, and they they're just they don't actually care about anything. The people who are arguing against it for the most part, but but the people who they claim you know changing his identity would just be whatever. Like and, and how outrageous it is. They did that in one of the first issues of I think it was called X Men. Uh, it was definitely called X Men. The very first issue, or maybe it was the second one, but there's this. Uh, it was a quarterly X-Men comic because uh, you know every three months there's a fifth week, a fifth Wednesday, and comics come out on Wednesdays. And so to fill that gap uh, in programming, so because there there used to be one X-Men title a week <laughs> in addition to all the other like X-Men related comic books, there was Uncanny X-Men and regular X-Men and blah blah, blah X-Men. <laughs> uh, right. But but to, to fill that gap. They had X Men Unlimited, and one of the one of the first issues had this whole thing where the the whole identity of Magneto as Jewish was a cover story, and he's actually a gypsy, and they totally change everything, what? and and literally it's like I I don't know if it was just I don't I don't know why I don't know why anyone thought that was okay, but it didn't go unchanged for years, like a decade went on, like the entire uh, like most of the '90s went on. And that was that was the way it was, and it wasn't until the movies reestablished him in the concentration camps that they they reaffirmed his Jewish identity. Which I mean, he would have been. He, they never undid that portion of his origin. The idea was he was, uh, you know, uh, a Romani in yeah. in Germany during that time who would have been called the Gypsy and would have been interred as well. But at the same time, it's just like they, they already altered his origin from how it was originally written, and also. That wasn't how his origin was originally written. That shit is added by Chris Claremont years later. Yeah, like like, like all like like that never came up in the first. Like, like like all these things were added on, and they should be respected and should be dealt with. But new versions don't detract from the old, and yeah. people keep bringing up 
comics history and saying shit like people are outraged about the She-Hulk. What's next? What's next? She-Hulk was created by Stan Lee himself in 1978. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, I'm going to have to go in a time machine <laughs> to figure yeah. out what's next. You fucking morons. Oh, my God. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I would love to see uh, maybe uh, 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 a new uh, version Adama of- as Magneto is, is what I was getting at. Like, yeah. I feel like, or someone with that same kind of gravitas. I'm trying to think of who he could pull off or who would be good casting. Well, he's a little of- old, but yeah, he's so we'll good. To- he's so good. He just needs to be in something. I want him in Star Wars, too. Oh, I mean, the- well, I mean, that's the best part about Star Wars going forward. There's no there's no roles to fill that way, you know. It's not yeah. fit. They're not adapting anything. They're making it. Yeah. So he could be like, anything. He be anyway. yeah. He could be somebody's relative. He could be somebody new. He all his own. He could be a mentor. Like just thinking of like how, like not only how many roles he's played, but specifically how many roles. Adama fills yes. Battlestar to to so many characters. He's yeah. so many things to so many people. He's like a brother and a friend to Ty, and you know, and he's and like the best friend anyone has ever fucking had to Saul Ty. Oh, and yeah. he's a parent and a surrogate father to so many people, and a yeah. mentor to people, and a and, like and a, a lover, boss, and a lover and friend and confidant yeah. uh, to Rosalind. Also, Rosalind, yeah. <laughs> but. Man, he's. I might need to do a rewatch of that and just <laughs> right before the. And we have been the whole time. Oh reveal. God, that's that's that that's my my oldest brother and I watched it. Like, like he and his wife got me into the miniseries. Like I think it had all finished and the show had just started when I moved to Portland. And they were like super excited to get me into it. And I binged the miniseries. And I loved all of it. And then I still like it, but you know. At that point, when they do that big Cylon reveal, yeah. <laughs> like, like it got him to the point where he like took a break from it. I don't know if he ever finished, went back and finished the last season. But honestly, I, remember- I just focus on the love story and adopt in the last season because that's the only good thing that's going on. <laughs> like yeah, that's that's fair. I just know that like the last episodes he did watch, all of them started with a last time on Battlestar Galactica that ended with Chief saying, "We're Cylons." And we have been the whole time. And he, <laughs> he was like, the fact that they say that part, the, and we have been the whole time, he's like, that just feels like they're trying to A, convince themselves more yeah. than us. Yeah. And B, like they're rubbing it in. Like yeah. they're like, aren't we so clever? It's like, no. Look what we did. <laughs> no, we, had this, we had this plan from the beginning. No, you we didn't. swear. <laughs> we swear. Please believe us. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, no. Believe us. no, it's it's still. Like in a lot of ways, it's like Blade. I think, like Blade is responsible for the comic book superhero uh, revolution. Nobody gives it the credit they should. People credit X Men and Spider Man and all this other stuff, but it had become a total joke by the time the last Batman came out. Mm-hmm. Spawn and stuff like that was more of an oddity. You know, like we wouldn't have the superhero stuff we have, or I think any of it really without Blade. Yeah. And and I think Battlestar was the same way for like, you know prestige genre television. I don't think Game of Thrones would would happen. I don't think HBO would have given it a shot if if Battlestar hadn't already uh, happened. I think you're right. Absolutely right. Yeah, because Battlestar was just such that like gritty, organic, real characters in this like fantasy 
sci-fi situation and, well, and i love reading of like uh was it more and who's the other one two guys ronald moore i can't remember the other guy but they both they worked on next generation which i know you were never uh, yeah. in, in, <clears throat> into but i remember reading about them talking about the difference like between it and they're like what we do is like we just minimize like the use of sci-fi like mumbo jumbo like it's all background stuff mm-hmm. whereas like they'd have a conversation about the lack of an acquisition of and what they're going to do with dilithium crystals you know on an episode of star yeah. trek and they never do that on battlestar everything's would, super it, analog on battlestar too yeah also that serves true. like a plot purpose so but, but when they do mention sci-fi aspects it's just background information and like color it's not the point of what they're talking about yeah like the point is all political and all character driven yeah and it makes it way more compelling like yeah absolutely. like that shit should serve the story not dictate it yep i, I agree think. and, and I, I think that's what shield strength is yeah i agree i definitely agree well before we start doing a Battlestar, Battlestar. Yes. <laughs> i think we're ready <laughs> episode one Battlestar Rewatch. <laughs> uh, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, people can find me at I Snow Nothing. Uh, where can people? Where can people find you? Where Where people can find you? People can find me at Space Jess with four S's in the Jess. Uh, you can find the podcast at Project Tahiti. You can send us an email at projecttahitipod at gmail.com. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play. If you're a browser listener, you can go on Podbean or butwhythopodcast.com. Thank you all so much. Oh, oh. and oh. where else can they hear you? Oh, you can hear me on <laughs> Lousy Beautiful Town. If you want to hear me scream about Star Wars, my fist through things um at lbt pod if you want twitter updates and oh and uh the sw rep matter website has officially launched uh, probably like two months ago by the time this comes out (laughs) (laughs) Um, but go check it out we're looking for contributors and graphic designers people who are interested in doing podcasting anything um check it out so thank you all so much for listening to project Tahiti magical place catch you later bye